anyone who knew me as a young woman would have called me an egghead. But if we're being honest, I was also an egg heart. Wholesome and simple, unbroken, passively laid in the far north of Scandinavia where my egghead had carried it in safety, which is to say in a cage made of ribs. Still, my heart didn't mind. I discovered in the land of the midnight sun that my best ideas were hatched in motion. I was searching for a breakthrough when I found a martial arts class. I had no gift for movement, just an egg head with an egg heart. Always hard of hearing, I could not say which spoke the first day I met him, or whether its first words were free me or feed me. I only know some part of me knew it needed the heat of those classes to escape its perfect solitude, sensing the whispers of fracture traced across its cathedral boundary. I trained for years with him, mastering only a sense for how far I fell from noteworthy skill, hoping endlessly that whatever struggled to hatch within me had wings. Sparks flew into the enveloping darkness like fireworks, yet nothing caught until one day it emerged, my hidden dragon. I did not see it at first, rather I heeded it. Its voice was fierce, formidable, proud. It told me I was gifted, that I could see the future with him. It opened its wings and cast smoke, then flames across the expanses of my life. It burned bridges, hoarded riches, incendiary. The gifts it now spoke of were Swedish. First poison, then marriage. His. I fell sick. My egg heart was broken, its contents burned to ashes. My egg head was ravaged, returned home in pieces. I buried them with my hopes for any future worth living. I'd reached the end. In my mind, my dragon was immortal, uncontrollable, ugly, and terrifying for anyone I would meet thereafter. No water could quench its fire. I forgot the sound of the Life is made up of a series of decisions, hundreds or thousands of decisions over the course of a year, a decade, or a lifetime. However, as I've gotten older, I've realized the major course of my life has been decided by only a handful of important decisions. The first of these was choosing to study abroad. The second was choosing to end my first serious relationship with a significant other when I realized during a call from my sister announcing her forthcoming wedding that the man I was dating was not someone I wanted to walk into the church with for my sister's wedding. In the months following our breakup, which seemed to take forever, I had a lot of time to myself. I filled that time watching movies and reading books. I remember one book in particular it was a fantasy setting, and the main character at the beginning of the book, living in a castle, thought he was hearing the voices of his gods. 
Turned out, however, later on in the book, that what he was hearing were the telepathic messages of dragons imprisoned in the dungeon of that castle. Now for that character, this discovery was a horrific one because as far as I can remember, studying to be some sort of holy man, the voices of his gods were a symbol of worthiness, whereas communing with the voices of dragons were a symbol of paganism or sin. The truth is, to the best of my recollection, I never heard only a single voice, and it certainly could never be described as draconic. The closest I got at heightened periods of psychosis were a chorus of voices most closely resembling the little toy aliens in the vending machine in the movie Toy Story. But as I've said before, artists use lies to tell the truth. And to me, those many months later, the realization that these voices were the creation of my ill mind held much of the same horror. So for better or for worse, personified my inner voices as a dragon. Its voice has never been so loud so as to completely drown out the sound of the rain. However, its voice has always been so compelling that I couldn't pay attention to something as soft as the sound of the rain when it was speaking. Growing up, my mom liked to call me a late bloomer. But the truth is, although I knew I was developing on the path to something, it was never going to be something as conventionally beautiful as a flower. I did, however, hold out hope that perhaps it would be something as free and as graceful as a bird. For a time, I kidded myself into thinking that maybe with enough training to gain that beautiful figure, that physical coordination, I would get there. However, this egg heart, this egg head was developing into something much more sinister. Now those longing for power or recognition might think a dragon is preferable. But I grew up in the world of fantasy dragons like Smaug. For all 
the bad poetry I wrote during my decade of illness. I only referred to myself as a bird once in a memorializing piece where I was the white gull. Öresundet, a poem written in March of 2010. I could say I don't remember the departure. Leaving, it eluded me. Yet I remember the feeling, the lull of the motion thrumming on rails toward the sound. I remember the snapshot flashes of blinking sunlight, glimpsed between bridge joists, lifted deeper. Still I stood as turns floated in the air and boats below soared over deeper currents, stargazer fish facing the tidal breath. The white gull, the train, the newborn met in this momentum. Someone smiled. And for a moment, I knew the fish who can't be turned. So much I have forgotten, yet still I remember the sound. I wrote this poem several years after I left Sweden. I wrote this poem about someone who changed the course of my life, though I didn't realize how at the time that I wrote it. This poem is also rememberable because as I finished writing it, someone real or imagined uh, shouted out something obscene. Um, because by their judgment or my subconscious's judgment, I'd been silent for too long in my room as compared to maintaining a constant commentary out loud, which was my practice when I was actively hearing a lot of voices that I couldn't deal with. Because I wasn't feeling uh, top-notch at the time, it started out as an homage to a haiku that I read because I figured a haiku was something I could accomplish. Um, and yeah, I modified the haiku that I had found on the internet slightly, uh, but then there was more that I needed to say, so I added those things as well. I wish I could find the original haiku to cite it properly, um, but I don't remember what or where it is anymore. My name is Catherine, and my untamed inner verse is schizophrenia. <laughs>